Hey guys, it's your host, Sam Evans, and welcome back to another episode of Lifestyle Redesigned. These past couple weeks, I have, or honestly, this just this past week, I've been thinking about the fact that it is already halfway through August. Like, we are almost at the end of the year. People are already starting to talk about holidays and rushing the rest of the year. And in my head, I'm like, wasn't it just January yesterday? Like, I think because my move to Chicago was in January and that was like a major event for me and now we are leaving Chicago which is a big announcement. We are moving back home for a little while at the end of the month and then traveling from home and kind of just going on vacations while working remotely and trying to build our own businesses and things like that. It's going to be a crazy next couple months but yeah I just think like the eight months that we've been in Chicago and now that it's coming to an end like it flew by I don't know about you guys I don't know what you guys have been up to or how you guys feel about this year but it's been crazy for sure and like looking back on it I mean I started this podcast this year and I've met so many amazing people and have gotten so many opportunities just from this podcast so I don't know it's just crazy to think but that's beside the point I just wanted to know if you guys were feeling the same way Well, now let me introduce you guys to our guest for this episode, and her name is Christina Davis. She is literally the definition of someone who quit her job to travel the world. Um, She quit her job in 2019 after working in corporate America for a couple of years, and she moved to Bali to build her dream business and start becoming a digital nomad. So she ended up starting a digital marketing business where she worked with clients to repurpose content and grow their brand brands, um, pretty much working throughout social media. While she was growing this business, she has lived in six different countries all around the world. And on top of that, she started her own podcast called The Crazy Nomad to share her story and the story of many other digital nomads that she's met during her travel experiences. Some big news that she just announced is that she started an online digital nomad community for travelers, digital nomads, remote workers, entrepreneurs, things like that, for everybody to connect and grow together. And she's been putting out things about sharing travel guides and giving people advice and having meetups and retreats. And and I can tell that this community is going to be huge. So make sure you guys give her a follow and just check out her community. It seems like an absolutely amazing opportunity. Throughout this episode, we get into the truth behind traveling and what it's like to live out of a suitcase. And Christina brings up these really good points how with every high of traveling, there's a low. With every pro, there's a con. You know, it's like, you get to, of course, travel the world and experience new things and, and immerse yourself in new cultures and meet amazing people. But at the same time, what you're going back to is not necessarily your home. And we talk about that that's a huge struggle for a lot of travelers, especially after traveling for long periods of time like Christina has. She's been traveling for a couple years now and, you know, it can obviously get a lot. But at the end of the day, if this is what you're meant to do, if this is what you're called to do, then you're going to look at all of the amazing things that comes along with traveling the world and that will absolutely 
trump the cons that come with it and the downsides and the days where you might not even feel like it because you know that the good days are coming. Christina actually did a similar episode to this on her podcast so you guys can go check that out as well but I saw this topic on TikTok and I knew that she was the perfect person to bring on the show and just discuss all things travel. So without further ado let's get right into the episode. Hi, Christina. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Thank you. Thank you so much for being on. I found your TikTok maybe like a couple weeks ago and I was like, this TikTok is exactly what I need to talk about this week. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you. Well, for those who don't know you, if you wouldn't mind, go ahead and introduce yourself and kind of talk about your story. Yeah, sure. So my name is Christina. I am a digital nomad. I have been for about three years now. I used to work in corporate America. I'm from New Jersey originally. So I worked in medical device sales. I was in the hospital and worked in the operating room with no windows every day, which was super fun. And I was super interested in my job. I always wanted to do it. When I got my dream job, I was like, yeah, this is it. Like I'm, I'm set. I've got my dream job. I was like in my early twenties. It's excited. And then after years of working, I was like, well, this is not my dream. (laughs) Like I liked what I did on a day-to-day basis. The lifestyle was quite intensive. My vacation days were limited to 10 a year. And if I stayed for five years and I got like an extra three or four days. (laughs) And yeah. And I had a, a list a mile long of places that I wanted to go in the world. And I was like, well, how am I ever going to do that on 10 days vacation? Right. And also when you go somewhere for like a couple days, you know, if you want to do multiple countries in a week, you're only spending like two days in one country. So it's like, how much do you actually get to see and explore? And I remember like I was starting to get really burnt out and I was like toying with the idea of leaving my job. And I actually had a meeting with like one of my bosses and he was like, you're doing really well. If you keep up, you could be like the person ahead of you, like my next up boss. That could be you just a couple of years. Like think about his life, like how like good he has it now. That could be you. And I thought about it. I was like, damn, I really don't want that to be me. (laughs) Yeah. I actually don't want that. And that moment kind of was like a big realization, like what am I doing? So I basically had a bunch of money saved up that I, because I was at this idea in my head, I wanted to do it, but I kept saying, oh, I don't really know. Or it's like another milestone happening or I'll I'll wait a few more months. And then when I had that meeting, I was like, no, it's got to happen. So I ended up quitting my job with absolutely no plan. I just packed up all my stuff, put it in storage. My parents thought I was absolutely freaking crazy. And I was like, I'm going to go travel for a couple months. I'm going to go figure it out. I'm going to really start to dig into like what I could actually do. And then I'm going to do that. And I traveled for months. I met so many people and I was like lit up. Like I've never been. And I was like this, and obviously everyone's happier traveling, like, you know, but there was something about it, especially I was in Southeast Asia and I was just having a really great time. And I realized that I don't really want to go back to like a corporate America nine to five. Like I always had in the back of my head, I could go back if I wanted to, but it was like a realization moment. Like, no, there's no going back from this. Like I will be way too depressed if I ever go back from that. So I just kind of started to like take in what people were telling me I could do, what they were doing, meeting different people. And then I kind of took a course and I ended up taking like two, I think, or three. And then I hired a mentor and kind of just kept learning from people. And then 
started getting clients and started working online and then just kept learning as it went. And then obviously it's been three years now since all that started. So it's been a whirlwind, but it's been really good. So I can't yeah. complain too much. <laughs> yeah. No, it sounds it. I definitely, well, I could touch on so many things that you just said, but I agree that everyone is happy traveling. And that's why I think that like, it's important to bring awareness to the fact that like you, that can be what you do full time. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, you travel and you're super happy while you're traveling. And then you go back and you're kind of sad and then you travel again and then you go back. And you know what I mean? Whereas it's like, there's good and bad moments of traveling, of course, but for me, there's always been more good. And I don't know. I just think that like trying to stretch that out as much as possible is like one of the biggest things like that you could do for yourself because work is stressful no matter what you do. So I think being able to have that like, I don't know, new place or or new feeling or just a place that you do feel happiest no matter where it is, is like very important. Yeah. I do think one thing to touch on with that also is like, you have to realize that traveling like looks really glamorous, but it isn't always that glamorous. So like, you have to make sure this is something you like actually deep down want because the highs are really high and the lows are really freaking low. Right. <laughs> so it's like super important to make sure that you're doing it for the right reasons and you're doing it because you really love it, not just because you want to like escape, not work, because otherwise all the problems that you bury will intensify and come out tenfold when you're like in a country alone and all of a sudden you're like, yeah. wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I was going to say like probably one of my like least favorite parts is like not the loneliness, but just like the fact that you are alone and you have to like be comfortable with being alone. And that's something to take into consideration if you like want to travel full time or want to travel in general is like if you're going by yourself to you know escape or whatnot like you were saying like you have to know you're doing it by yourself like completely you know you'll make friends along the way but at the end of the day like you can't you don't have that like comfort of friends or family around you like at home a hundred percent so you need to like be super confident and super sure before you do it yeah. because there are moments where I was like, I got, I'm on top of the world. I can do this forever. And then I was moments like, I'm going home. Yep. But there are <laughs> highs and lows for sure. Yeah, exactly. Well, I know you kind of touched on it a little bit, but when you decided to quit your job, like what were you feeling in that moment? Because I could only imagine quitting a job, let alone not having a plan and just being like, I'm going to do some eat, pray, love and go off and find myself, you know, it must've been like a lot of emotions at once. Yeah, it definitely was a lot of emotions because I had no plan. I was like, I would try and forget about it for so long and be like, it'll just come to me. And then after a few months, I was like, all right, I'm actually starting to panic a bit inside. Like I went from having a cushy career, like making good money to now, being like, oh my God, what am I actually going to do? But I also think there's beauty in that because when the fire is lit under your ass, like you are so much more determined to figure it out. So it's like, yeah, I didn't have anything like to go back on really. And I, I mean, I could have went back if I wanted to, but I didn't have anything where I was like, oh, I can definitely do that online. I had no skills online, mm. but I was determined to figure it out. So I, you know, took courses and I hired a mentor and I like put my all into it because I realized I have two choices, either go back to, you know, 
what I was doing beforehand and probably always just dream this lifestyle and wish I could have figured it out. Or I could put myself in a really uncomfortable position and try something completely new, completely out of my like wheelhouse and then, you know, see what happens. And obviously went that route and it wasn't easy. I'm not going to ever (laughs) sugarcoat it. The journey of becoming an entrepreneur, especially when you come from like a corporate world is bumpy. Like it Mm. is a roller coaster ride and there's a lot you have to learn about yourself and a lot you have to like put yourself out there for, but like it is worth it when you get down the line, but the moments that are low, right. so you have to keep reminding yourself like why you're doing it. Like I'm doing it for this reason. Like that feeling I remember when I was, one of my biggest moments that I remember myself was I was on like the Great Wall of China in Beijing and I got there super early in the morning and like no one was there. And I was like standing around looking at it all. And I was like, this is like, it was just a sur- like surreal moment and it was super epic. And I remember thinking like, these are the reasons I keep doing these things. I mean, like, these are the reasons, like these moments, these feelings of like just being on top of the world. And I don't know, I even know how to explain it. It was just completely surreal. And it just put me into perspective, of like why I keep doing the things I'm doing. So when I hit those down moments, like I try and remind myself or even like visualize being back there again and being like, this is what I'm doing it for. Just like keep going forward. Yeah, I definitely agree on all of it. And like, I think that when you are so used to living a certain life for a long period of time, it's very hard to like, literally, like you said, like teach yourself how to get out of it, you know, and and you kind of went down the path of like, hiring someone or just like talking to people who are in your position or people that like, you know, you aspire to be like and whatnot, but like some people just kind of wing it. And I think like, that's super scary to be like, well, I'm just going to figure it out on my own and hope it works, you know? Yeah. I think any way you go about it, it's going to be scary because even like I took, like I said, I took a course and I hired someone to help me. I ended up like not fully going into what I worked with them for, like the initial start, the things they started to teach me, I like kind of took on board, but then the rest of it, I kind of just learned myself and it sounds crazy. And I used to think people were wild when they said this, but they were like, I got my first client. I knew a little bit. And then I learned on the job and I was like, how do you learn on the job? Like you're a client hires you, like they're paying for you, but you can learn on the job. Like a lot of things I've learned or I figured out my own been like, yeah, I can even send my, like one of my clients when I first started being like, yeah, I actually don't have a lot of like background in that, but let me give it a try and let me send it over to you and give me your opinion. You know, like just try things. You've got to like put yourself out there. Otherwise you're never going to get there to be honest. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And being open with them too, you know, being like, Hey, like, I don't know much about this, but let me know what you think, you know, just try it out. And then that's what you can now offer to your next client. You know, I think like that's the beauty of working for yourself is you can constantly add things. You can constantly add more value to yourself. And then that makes those like moments when you're in Beijing or wherever, you know, other moments like that much better because you're like, okay, like look at how much like value, you know, I have for myself and, and you feel like you deserve like everything that comes your way, all of the great moments and everything. And like, I think at least that's what I try to remind myself as an entrepreneur is like you are constantly gaining confidence and adding value to your life and adding value to yourself that like a lot of times corporate jobs do the opposite. You know, you you start to get like depending on the company, of course, but like 
for bigger companies, at least you're kind of just a number, like, are you really making an impact? Like, do you see a change? And when you work for yourself and you're traveling, you're like, you're making impact on people's lives physically. And then, you know, remotely and whatnot. So I think the route that you went down is like really cool and something that I could see myself doing just because it's like, there's so much to gain and, you know, and it's like, it's worth it at the end. Yeah, it really is. And I always tell people because it is scary. Like I've said before, I was scared to death when I first did it. I was like, oh my God, I remember I literally called my boss. I quit my job and then I hung up the phone and I screamed and I was so happy. It was in the car. Like, I was like, yes, I did it. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh my God, I did it. And I was like, oh my God, and like the instant hit. But when you go to a new job for the first day, you are nervous. Right. You don't know what you're doing, especially when you're first starting out or going to a new role. You don't know. You don't know the company structure. You don't know how it functions. You don't know how it works. Right. You go through training. It's the same thing when you start on your own. Like you don't know how your clients function yet. You don't know how they want their work to be delivered or done, but you work with them. They tell you, you go through a training process almost where you're kind of like into like their business and everything. And depending on what you're doing, like there's plenty of different things. You don't have to be a freelancer. You can do a whole list of different things like a lot to live abroad, but you learn on the job just as you would in corporate America, except now you're learning enough to support yourself, to be able to, you know, live life however you want and not live life based on the hour someone else tells you or the pay they tell you they're going to give you. Right. Exactly. I think it's, it's also important to remind yourself of everything that you you're saying but if you're debating between whether to go to a corporate job or have a corporate job I should say or work for yourself it's like honestly make a pros and cons list or make like some sort of like list of why you would want to go to one job why would why you would want to work for yourself and then you'll see there's a lot of similarities between the two that like you might not realize of course when you're working for someone else it's kind of like A lot of stuff is definitely done for you in terms of like structure, like you were saying, but at least like you have so much more freedom, at least I feel like to structure what, how you want to structure instead of learning someone else's, you could just make your own, you know, and, and figure it out on yourself and being a digital nomad and kind of like constantly growing and constantly figuring it out. It's like one of the best parts. (laughs) Definitely. And I would say in addition to like the pro and con, a part of that is like ask yourself what type of lifestyle you want to have. Like if you really want to have that freedom-based lifestyle, you're not getting that even if you're working remote for a company, like you will be working, you know, nine to five in whatever time zone that is. So it could be a three to 12, you know, midnight, it could be whenever that kind of time is. And if you're fine with that and it's okay, because for your personality and for the way you work, you work best under that, then go for that. Like there's nothing wrong with a remote company where you can work wherever in the world for yourself, but you have to distinguish, like I said, pro and con based on a, I would say your personality, how you handle work. If you're like, can give yourself enough courage, even if it's not now, just down the line to actually find clients and gain work yeah. and then what lifestyle you want to live. Yeah. And discipline too. Yeah. Cause you, you have to have, <laughs> it's like working from home is similar to like taking classes online. Cause it's like, mm-hmm okay, you need to, you, you might not want to that day. You might not feel like working. You might not feel like, you know, taking that class, but it's like, you know, it's going to benefit you. You have to remind yourself, like, just do it, you know, sit down and, and get started. But to kind of go into like the whole topic of this episode and, and what I had, 
you know, reached out to you for. And what I loved about your TikTok was how you kind of talked about like the struggles between loving the fact that you traveled full time and just what we were talking about before and, and how like, there's so many like amazing things. And like you said, everyone that you talk to is going to tell you that they're happy while they're traveling. You know what I mean? But at the same time, it's like the struggle as well between that, that love for travel and then the like the questions about wanting to have somewhere where you're settled, you know, have like a home. And you also see these like romanticized TikToks where people are like, you'll never have a home. Like a home is where you are, whatever, you know, you know what I'm talking about, where people are like romanticizing everywhere that they are and, and seeing the best in things. And that's great. And that's something that like could get you through the lonely times. But what are your thoughts on that and how you feel and how you felt in the past about like wanting to decorate your own apartment, but then having to get up and move and that whole thing? Yeah. When I first started, I was like, I don't want my house until I'm 50 years old. Like I don't want a home. I was so sick of it. And obviously the grass is always going to be great on the other side. Like there'll be moments where you're like, oh, that'd be really nice. And you get there and like, oh, but that's actually nice again. Like, yeah. So I was in that time, like that mindset where I was like, all right, I actually don't want a house. I don't want anything. I was really happy living out of a bag. Like I said, I've done that for three years now. And sometimes, you know, in the beginning I was moving every couple of days. And so that's really taxing and tiring. And then I've gotten to the point now where I'm more of a good slow travel. So I lived in Bali for a year and a half during the pandemic, which obviously is more like having a a home base and having a home kind of granted you're not like decorating it per se because you're in Bali and it's just a bit different. But then when I left, well, I was there for a year and a half. I was like, I really want, I miss traveling. I missed the go. I missed that kind of lifestyle. And then I got back to it and I've been doing it for, I guess like six or seven months now where I spend like a month in each different place. And it's amazing. But at the same time, there are so many moments where I'm like, all right, if I'm out and I'm like, I need new summer clothes because I haven't bought new summer clothes in a while. I've just been moving around a bit. If I buy something new, I have to dump something. Like there is no, my life fits in a suitcase. It fits in one suitcase, and one carry on. And that is all I can have. And there is a benefit and a joy of that because you'll live a much more minimalist lifestyle. You realize you don't need as many things, but at the same time, like you, like you said, maybe you want to decorate your home or maybe you just want to have like normal kitchen things so you can actually cook proper meals. Cause for me, I love to cook no matter where I am. And it's not really the case. Every apartment we get where we have like actual stuff to use. And so there's like that debate. And I've been going through this with my head for so long now. And I think what I've come to learn is you have to follow like where you think you'd be best mentally. So for me, I think that's going to end up being in an area where I could still travel a lot like Europe, having a home base, but giving myself the leeway to still go travel for a month or two or three on end if I want to. And that's the joy of kind of having my own business and working online is I can do that. But there is like a, like you said, it's very romanticized, like the full-time travel game. And one thing that's not talked about a lot is the actual lows of it. Like it does feel very lonely sometimes, especially if you're a solo traveler. And even if you're not, like you can move to a country and you can meet people, but you could be going something like through something 
personally. You can have something with work. You could have something with family. And these people know you for a couple of days, but they don't know you that well. So it's like, how much are you going to delve into things? Like how much of your life history do you want to just right. go and like, tell what your best friend would know? So there are moments like that are really down and you need to know it's okay. Like it's totally okay to have a day where you're like, I hate this. Like it is fine to have a day where you cry and you miss home. It's fine to have a day where you cry and want to give up. Like it is natural to have the downs. And if you try and force yourself to think like I have to be happy all the time because I'm traveling, I used to think that you're going to make yourself more miserable. Like I had days in the beginning when I was in Bali and I was like super sad, just whatever life stuff going on. And I was like, how do I tell anyone from home that I'm sad while I'm in Bali? And I tried. I tried a few times. And the response I would get is, how would you be sad in paradise? Stop it. Like Mm -hmm. you're being ridiculous. Get over it. But like just because you live in paradise doesn't mean your problems aren't real. Right. You need to remind yourself like your problems are real. Your feelings are valid. You're allowed to feel the way you do. Work through them and realize like it's all right to be like that and you don't have to worry about it. But maybe talk to people who understand it because it is a mentality from home and I still get it sometimes is like if I complain about anything – I'm shut down for complaining because I shouldn't complain because what do I have to complain about? Right, right. But like, we're still human. We still go through things. Like you still have bad days at work where you cry and you're like, I hate this. You know what I mean? Or something goes wrong in your life or even traveling, the amount of travel things that go wrong, flights get canceled, you miss buses, (laughs) luggage is lost. Yeah. I crashed a bike. Like I've been through the whirlwind and you're far from home. So it's okay to be down and it's okay to like, not have be happy 24 7 because if you are you're probably psychotic right I'm sorry but no one's happy 24 7 you know positive outlook sure but happiness like comes with the down part so I think it's exactly just super important to acknowledge the fact that it's like okay to not be okay when you're traveling yeah because sometimes people make you think that you need to like be having the best life ever every single day and that's not always the case but remember that the highs are like so high that they make it all worth it. Yeah, exactly. And I think that that's just like a life thing. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. like you said, you know, just because you're maybe even living on the beach, it doesn't mean that you don't miss your family. (laughs) It doesn't mean that like the person that you know, your client or someone that you're working for, working with isn't, you know, mean or, you know, has a bad day or whatnot. And it's like, I don't know. I think that, like you said, your problems kind of follow you. Like there is no escape. You're the one that has to kind of fix it yourself. And when it comes to traveling full time, there's a lot of emotions that we think are going to go away because we're traveling. At least that's what I've noticed is like going from place to place. It's like, okay, well, I was sad at home. So once I'm here, I'll be happy. You know what I mean? Or, you know, I was sad when I was doing this. So let me go here and I'll be happy. And it's like, oh, wait, like, you know, it's, it's more complicated than that. Or like you're confused on your life and you go somewhere to find clarity. You're going to go there and realize that you're still kind of lost. Like you might be going in the right direction, but (laughs) there's still that confusion. Like there's so many emotions that we go through and it, our bodies aren't like, oh, well, I'm in Europe now, so I'm not confused anymore. Or I'm in Bali, so I don't feel like this. So I think that is like a big thing, like you were saying, of like knowing that it's okay to feel the things that you would normally feel no matter where you are. And 
Yeah. Yeah. The emotions of it are high. And so I used to this as well. I'd be like, if I move to a new country, my problems are right. left another country. Like they're <laughs> yeah. back there. They're staying in that country. It's fine. Yeah. But they do still come with you. And especially if you're going from like leaving your normal life and going to travel full time or going to work remotely, whatever it is, your emotions actually are intensified like 10x, 100x when you're abroad. Because when you feel lonely, when you're having a bad day, or you're sad or depressed or whatever it might be, you're now away from anything you're familiar with, right? anyone you're familiar with. And now you're on your own dealing with this in a foreign country. Right. So you need to realize like you can't, that baggage doesn't just leave you. Like yeah. it's going to come with you. So you need to learn how to kind of work through it. Yeah. And I would say like, it's really important to find a community of people who understand, even if it's just online, like even if you just make friends on social media, which some people get sound like, think it's weird, but it's right. not weird at all. Like no, yeah. people who relate to you. And especially if you're working in like big digital nomad hubs or you're traveling to places where you can easily meet people. You can talk to those people and they're like, oh my God, no, I totally get it. I've been there. Like, let's chat it out. And you're like, oh my God, like this is so much better. But you need to sometimes have people to relate to. Cause if you try and internalize it all yourself, you're going to end up like just making it way worse. Oh, right. Exactly. And I think though that that kind of goes along with like, the cliche that you've most likely heard and probably have said before of like, oh, I learned so much about myself when I traveled or like I did this or I, you know, it was a great like reflection, time of reflection, like everything that you hear about, you know, solo travel and going to new places. It's like, they're not talking about the moments when you're, you know, partying until 5 a.m. that you're finding yourself. It's like the moments that you're sad and you're like, okay, I can't be sad anymore. How do I figure this out? There's no one around what do I do? And that's like, I think that the moments that you're doing that are moments that are rare if you were anywhere else, because when you're, at least for me, like here living in Chicago, like it is the fast life. Like there is no time to be sad. You know what I mean? There is no time to be confused or to be lost. You get over it, you go to sleep, you wake up, you do work the next day, you you go get coffee and you, you figure it out. You know what I mean? Whereas like when you're traveling, And especially like you were saying, like kind of like long-term, like slow travel, it's like you actually have time to kind of like be with yourself and just be like, okay, like I'm dealing with this, like, let me deal with it. And then sure, like, it's okay to, to tell yourself that you're over it. You know what I mean? It's okay to kind of like convince yourself that you're going to be okay because eventually you will be. So you might as well, you know, tell yourself and, and start acting like, you know, things are going to get better because they are. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You learn to become really resilient because like you said, when people say you learn so much, like you do, like I learned more about myself in the past three years than I ever would being at home, just staying in the routine of life. But I only learned that much because I went through that much. Right. (laughs) Went through all those low points, all those bad days, all the lonely bits, like, and you keep going or you figure it out or you learn how to actually like handle your emotions, which I feel like a lot of us aren't actually taught from a young age how to actually properly handle your emotions. Yeah. So you learn to do all that. But like you said, the reason you learn is because you go through the hard moments, not the other way around. Yeah, exactly. Well, what would you say like the the perks of not having a home versus having a home are while you're traveling right now? Perks of not having a home is just the freedom to be like, I want to go here tomorrow. 
you know, like, I want to go there. I want to do this. I don't have to worry about like, who's watching my dog or cat. I don't have to worry about who's like watching my apartment or if I'm paying, if I'm like, you know, have to pay rent or if I cover rent and travel, like I can just kind of do it as I like and I get to experience all these different places, new cultures, new people, and see a whole different way of lifestyle or see how other people live. Like, I think that's one of the most eye-opening things is like, go to a different country, go live there for a month, go live how they live, and then see the world from a whole different perspective. So I think the freedom of being able to do that is the biggest perk of them all. You know, being able to say, okay, like for instance, I was living in Bali and then I went to Thailand for six weeks and then I was in Amsterdam in the UK. And now right. So like I've been able to travel so many countries and that is the joy and the beauty of it all to experience all of that. So I think that's like the big perks of not having a home. And then obviously the big perks of having a home is just like having a home. Like, yeah. it's like <laughs> having that home base, that place that's yours, where you can store your stuff, where you make it your own. Like, you know, that you have, definitely don't have when you're traveling. Right, right. But I think it's good to kind of experience both and figure out which one you like better. Like you said, like, you didn't really have a home base, but like you lived somewhere for a long period of time. So that kind of like gave you that sense of, you know, you have somewhere to go back to as opposed to just like your backpack, you know, or your suitcase or whatever, you know, that's important. And then my last question for you would be in terms of like advice that you would give yourself when you just quit your job. Like what would you tell yourself that was like super happy, but panicking at the same time, didn't know what she was doing. What would you say? I would definitely say like, you have to, like, you're never going to see the staircase in front of you. Like you take one step at a time. Sometimes we try and be like, all right, where am I going to be two months from now? How does that look? How do I get there? What are the steps to get there? Like, you don't know the full way to get there. Like just take step by step and take day by day and don't worry so much about the future. Like stop saying like, oh, am I going to be here in five years? Am I going to be here in a year? What am I going to do in a month? Like worry about right now and what you're doing to get yourself there right now. Because if you stop and let go of like the worry and the fear and the stress of like what hasn't happened yet, like that's not even a reality yet. Yeah. It hasn't happened. It might not happen. Your dreams might not come true in that way or that form. They might come true in a different way or form. And it's like, so stressing about something that's not even real isn't going to do any good for you. Like just work on where you are now and what you can do in this exact moment to like keep yourself moving and get yourself there. Yeah, I heard this quote or maybe it was a TikTok, but someone was like, it was something like you're living like a dream that you're younger you had or like something like that. And and for both of us, you know, a 16 year old self wasn't saying that, oh, I'm going to be in Spain and I'm going to do this and I'm going to be in Chicago and da, da, da. But you had a dream of, of, you know, being on your own and growing and maybe it was having your own company or maybe you didn't even know that was a dream and now you are living your dream life. And and it's like, like you said, not worrying too much about the future because it hasn't even happened yet. You don't know what's going to happen and it could be much better than you expect. You know, a lot of us, if not most of us, think about like, the worst part, like what, how bad, like the future could end up. But in reality, like it could be way better than you expect. Definitely. And one other thing to like add on top of that is like, instead of thinking like, what if this doesn't work out? What if I don't like it? What if I hate this? What if I lose like my money? What if whatever, and all the negatives cut those out and be like, what if it does work out? What if I find my perfect place? What if I find my perfect job? Like that's going to motivate you forward don't think of the negative, try and put stuff in the positive. Yeah, for sure. I have to remind myself of that sometimes too. (laughs) (laughs) Same. (laughs) 
<laughs> but well, where can people find you and what, like, where are your socials and all of that kind of stuff? Yeah. So Instagram at Christina with two A's and then Davis. And then TikTok is Christina Davis DNC. So you can find me there, all my contents there. And obviously if you have any questions or just want to chat, feel free to message me. I love talking to everyone. So yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much again for being on. It was great to have you. Yes. Thanks so much for having me on. Well, I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And if you aren't already, you can follow along with the podcast at Lifestyle Redesign Podcast on Instagram. And if you want to follow along with me and my travel journeys, you can follow Sam Evans Travel on Instagram or send me an email if you want to reach out at samevanstravel at gmail.com. Thank you guys so much for listening and I'll talk to you in the next episode.